Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brian, and we both like to hunt, fish, hike, and camp, and everything in between. We do them as much as we can, and when we can't, we decided to make a podcast so we can sit down and talk about it. So sit down, and welcome to BS Outdoors. <sighs> welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BS Outdoors. I'm Brian. Hola, I'm Steven. And we today are going to we're going to review some knives. We're going to talk about killing hogs and how much fun that can be. So sit down, pull up a beer or pull up a chair, <laughs> open a beer. We'll get this one one way or another. We're going to get this hammered out here. Jeez, that's so smooth. We are <laughs> professionals. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, so man. How, how, how's everything going, Steven? That's good, man. We've had uh, we have an ice storm a brewing this last week. Um, well, I guess when this airs, it's been two weeks ago. Dealt with that. Um, everything's been pretty smooth. The kids have been out of school all week, and no, so, for some ice. Yep, we got about in some areas we got about two inches of ice. So there was a decent mm-hmm. amount of ice, but then it just keeps refreezing every night. So the buses can't yeah. run. Buses can't run. You can't have school. So well, they got really some lucky. of us haven't got above freezing in like three months, and it was negative thirty five degrees here for two nights in a row. Man, that is freaking cold. It was brutal because you were what in the thirties, right? Uh, yeah, we've been in like the like high twenties, basically. Yeah, so I, I I think I texted or I called you that day it was negative thirty five. Like yeah, it's like thirty here. Mm-hmm. You were sixty five degrees warmer than we were. That's insane to me. That is insane. You guys have had one hell of a cold winter too. It's been brutal, dude. I mean, everything's like like I mean, obviously everything's frozen. All the lakes are frozen. Rivers are all frozen. Like it's just frozen, and it's all white. And I white. cannot wait. White. Like cool sweep, it's all fight, but yeah, it's uh, it's been really flipping cold, man. And uh, we don't cancel school though. They haven't had a school. They haven't had a, like a cancellation. So kids still rock to school at negative thirty five. That's awesome. Yep. Nope. Uh, we don't deal. It. We don't do it. So <laughs> we if you got ice on the roads, like I said, if you can't drive a bus on it, then. Uh, and there's no, we don't have salt trucks. We don't have sand trucks. We don't have anything. We just sit right. there and stare at the stare at the ice <laughs> until it goes away. <laughs> and so that's just the way it is. Um, I don't know why we haven't invested in like a few salt trucks and sand trucks because this has happened. It happens every single year. We at least get like two or three days of just solid ice. Um, right. But uh, still nothing. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, at least you get uh, some. Now, are you going to work still, or even though the kids are home, or are you going, you staying home too? So I've been home working remotely. Uh, one nice thing about COVID is that everybody has laptops, and everyone is pretty like we kind of basically have a plan B. On uh, basically, just everybody sits down, and it work continues as normal. People can call in, they can file claims, they can do whatever they need to do, uh, and we can do it all. We just shut the office down. Um, and our, I mean, it's the same thing. It's one, I don't want my employees getting hurt trying to get to work, but also those that have kids and, and like daycares shut down, schools shut down, right. so they got no childcare, so they got to stay home too. So I've been working just at home. I went back to the office today because for the most part, there's a couple sketchy areas, but um, all the major roads are pretty much clear. And then tomorrow it'll be plenty warm and sunny, so. Nice. 40, 45, I think, and sunny. So we'll be good. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, look at you. So, all right. So tell me about these knives that you want to talk about. Apparently, they're amazing. Yeah, man. So I uh, I like knives. I've always liked knives, pocket knives, fixed blade knives, all the knives. Um, and this is a company, uh, basically one of the designers, his last name is, I don't know his first name. His last name is Vox. Uh, he is a um, Finnish. They're from Finland, I believe. No, Danish. Where's Danish? Is Danish Finnish? What is Danish? 
Denmark? Yes. Right? Yes, you are correct. Okay. So they're from Denmark. They're Denmarkian. And so they <laughs> they have uh, one of their lab. One of the names is Anzo. Is is like Jan's Anzo and Jaspa Voxnes or Vox. And it looks so like Jesper. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Jasper. I don't think they say the J there in uh, Denmark. So it's Jesper. Jasper. Jasper. Yeah. Jasper. Yes. So Big if if you look up like uh, um, CRKT, which is a, a really major brand, right? Like, so they've got a big. big oh, I love Columbia, Columbia River Knife and Tool is what that stands for. Exactly. And I'm a big, big fan of those. Okay. So there's a lot of knives. Uh, a few years ago, I was looking at pocket knives and just different stuff. CRK, CRKT's great knives. And they have a vast array of knives. And there was all these certain types of like certain ones of their pocket knives that I liked. And I kept looking at them well if you go online to blade hq there is they have a lot of really good deals it's a huge like knife superstore basically online yeah so i figured out vox makes he's a he's a knife designer and he he designs a ton of knives well it turns out like 80 percent of the knives that i liked of crkt were designed by vox so i started kind of following this dude and then that's how I found they started this small company called Giant Mouse. And so it's him and another Danish dude, so the Anzo guy. And so they make knives. They have a – so Giant Mouse has its own – they do like limited release knives that are actual giant knives uh, – giant mouse knives. I do not okay. own one of those because they are all like a thousand dollars or more. I was gonna say they sound like they might be pretty pricey. Yeah, and they only make like a hundred of them at a time, and they they change them. Then it's like super premium steel, uh, all oh, of this uh, stuff. Good, they're yeah. really cool looking, but they're just very there. There's limited editions, and they're just very expensive. So then they have the the line that's more affordable uh, is called Ace. So their Ace line is what I'm here to talk about. So I own. Three uh, Ace lines, uh, and I have had the oldest one I've had for probably, f- f- I don't know, three years, four years. And so, man, I love the knives. I love the way they look. And they stay, most of them are, uh, let's see if they say it on them. I don't think they do. So the Ace line, the one I have is the Biblio. The Biblio is the first one I got. And then I've got their Ace Grand. And then I've got their Ace Corta. And I like my Carta scales or handles. So that's what I have. So, uh, man, I I will say, one, it's a small company. So every single time their customer service has been awesome. If I've had a question, like one of the blades were a little loose. Because basically there just wasn't like any Loctite in the, the deal. It turns out that's the way they're made so that you can take the scales off or do maintenance on your own. Oh, life. I gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. like, you just need to tighten it. Just don't use the red Loctite. Just use the blue so that you can break it back loose later. But they they're still, per- still pretty proud of their knives, man. I'm looking at them like. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not cheap. Uh, no, even, even the Ace line is, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are 240. 175 195 Yeah, you're going to spend at least 150 bucks on a knife with these guys. And see, but line. my problem, well, I guess there's a 95, it comes, it's a small one. Yeah, see, my problem when it comes to knives is uh I'm fucking forgetful. Mm-hmm. And I always lose the damn things. And so, yeah. I, mean, I love them. I, I always have a pocket knife and I'm always cuz I'm always that dad who like always got my knife ready. Yep. Uh, but and for work, I always have knives, and it's just nice to have a knife, and everyone, you know, everyone knows that. But I also mean, if I spend sixty-five bucks on a knife, I'm like, oh, I just threw that out, you know, like I'm gonna lose this. I know I'm gonna lose it because it's just what I do. So I, uh, <clears throat> I've only lost once I've of the night once I started buying like knives like this that were very expensive. To me, that's very expensive. It's that's a that's an investment basically. Like I don't, it's not a knife. It's not something I'm going to stake it. Like I don't just, you know, I can spend 150 bucks on a knife. Be like, well, if I lose it, oh, well, right, right. <clears throat> these are knives I try to keep. And I haven't knock on wood, lost any of these knives. Um, 
I have almost lost one before uh, because I always carry them as well. But for the most part, they usually just stay on me or I'll be messing with them and they'll be like on my desk somewhere at work or something like that. And I'll take them off my pocket. But for the most, so far I have not lost them, but I totally understand uh, what you're saying. The, and I feel like though, that's the thing is like with, with some of these, I've the cheaper knives I've had, I've lost a couple of those. And it's like, it's like, I don't care. Like I don't pay attention, but when they're a little bit, because these are more like to these, I've, I've always paid attention to and make sure that I keep them or have them. <clears throat> right. Um, and I guess like, cause I have hunting knives that I keep just in my hunting pack uh-huh. that those are like my skin and knife and my gutting knife and stuff like that, that I've had since I was like 14. Yeah. Like I've had those for a very long time. They've gutted out a ton of animals, but that like they go everywhere with me when I hunt mm-hmm. because they're in my pack. Exactly. And they just and don't they ever leave there. my pack. Yeah. 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 And then they go whereas, away. Yeah. Whereas a pocket knife, there's a chance mm-hmm. <laughs> that I set it down after I cut something and no, I'm screwed. And then she gone. So nah. I would say, uh, I haven't lost them yet. I definitely try to, man, I think the, the biggest thing I can say with this review on these is I've had a few of them for three or four years. Uh, the newest one's about a year old. Um, they they are extremely sharp. They come from the factory in insanely insanely sharp. The reason they're more expensive, most of them are higher end steels. So most of the I was trying to look up. That's what I was doing. And I got distracted. So like the they all have these like fancy handles. I'm trying to find just a normal one. They're all pretty cool looking knives though. So I like their designs, man. I like the um, the little hole that's in most of the of the uh, the blades. It's nice and uh, easy to get. Like basically, it's just like a thumb hole to open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can flick them. Are open. you flicking one right now? I'm flipping one right. <clears throat> yep. Right. So it's just it's they're easy to do. I a lot of people don't like the wire uh, pocket clips. I like the wire pocket clips. Um, they're light and they don't just like they don't they're not so tight that they tear apart your your pants over time because right. I too wear them and that also that can become a problem. I have a couple pairs of jeans that like the side of my pockets all chewed up because of some of the knives are so damn tight. Um, but yeah, so as far as steel, a lot of these are your uh, so they're M three ninety and I don't I don't have time to basically the they're high end steels they have they're very corrosion resistant. Um, and they stay sharp very long. They're very hard steels. And that's probably my only, the only negative that I will say about them is it's a little annoying that the blade comes loose. But then the other part is that they are not the easiest knives to sharpen once they are dull. Right. So my suggestion, <laughs> if anybody gets an ace line or gets even, I'm assuming the giant, the giant mouse is probably going to be the same. Exactly right. Is don't let them get super dull, which you're not supposed to let most knives, any of your knives go dull. But man, these things are a pain in the ass to get like to really close to that like factory finish. I mean, they'll right. stay sharp for a long time and they are razor sharp when they get to you and they'll stay mm-hmm. that way for a while. I've used them just messing with uh, doing like bushcraft stuff with Steven. <clears throat> just I'm, I'm pretty hard on them for the most part. Um, with wood, just chopping, cutting random things, prying stuff open, and then mostly it's just cutting like Amazon boxes. But uh, they do stay sharp; they hold their edge for a long time. But damn, they're a pain in the ass when they get dull. So, well, so it's you just stay that on top of steel, them. right? Exactly. I mean, it's it's the give and take. It's the they'll last once you get it sharp; it lasts a long time. But I would definitely suggest maintenance sharpening. Sharpening. Don't let that sucker get dull because it will. It's a beating to get it back to where you like it. But right. I love so them. My, I guess my question for you is what's the biggest pro? Cause you said the con is don't let them get dull. What's your, what's your biggest pro for them? What, what do you like so much about them? Uh, man, I, I just like the way that they are. I mean, I think this, the design of them, the way they look, every one of them feel just the way that they curve their handles and carve and shape all their handles and all the pocket knives I have 
they are um they just extremely comfortable knives like they feel really good and the micarta that they use a lot of micarta which is um like a fabric they have other ones they have brass they have all kinds of fancy like handle sides which are called scales but micarta man if you get if it's wet if your hands are bloody if they're wet anything like that they don't it doesn't slip it, it's kind of like a canvas, like a really hard canvas. So it's just, I gotcha. they don't slide around your hands. So you don't feel like you're going to, you know, you don't, they don't slide out and cut you or, you know, screw up. So, um, I think it's just the design, man. I just love the design. Everything that these dudes have made 98% of the knives on this website. I'm like, damn, I like that knife. Damn. I like that. Right. Knife. I just like the way they're made. They're, they are high quality, but the design on them just, I think they're cool looking knives and sweet. I don't know if it's a pocket knife. I feel like it's got to be, you got to like it. It's got to be a cool looking knife. So exactly. Carry that thing with you every day. Yes, sir. So speaking of knives, <clears throat> oh, I guess, well, yeah. Speaking of knives. <laughs> yes. You, <laughs> you just went hog hunting. I did. But you, but you didn't, you, you didn't use dogs and get the knife one. <sighs> no, I don't. Actually, I think it is legal here. We don't have dogs to hunt the hogs. We were at my, uh, there's a guy in my neighborhood, and mm-hmm. we are going, um, we went to his place, his, well, it's his friend's land. He owns about 300 acres, four hours west of Fort, uh, Fort Worth. And so we did a weekend trip with six grown-ass men, and uh, we did we're like in a workout group, but we all live in the same neighborhood. So we went out there and stayed out there for two nights hunting hogs. And it was a blast, man. We did not do the hog hunting with a spear or a knife. Although a spear would be fun. You did that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We went down to Arkansas and we had some buddies down there that they have 2,700 acres that they can, that's, some of it's, it's a good uh, amount. Yeah. Some of it is family land and mm-hmm. the other is the neighbor. Well, the neighbor doesn't hunt and they don't farm or raise cattle. So the, the switch and, and what they do is the neighbor gets to run his cows on their property and he, they get to hunt his property. So it's a flipping badass, badass thing to do. I mean, it was so much land and the guys come down with the hog, the dogs and let them go. Mm hmm. And run them, dude. It was the coolest thing ever. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I bugled in elk, which I still is number one on my list. Like sure. bugle, like archery bugling in a bull. Like, there's nothing that compares to that. But running the dogs, having them bay up a pig, releasing the catch dogs, letting them go in and hit them like a flipping freight train, grabbing them by the ears, and then you wade in there against biting dogs and you take a spear and just stab him right in the heart and put him down. It's the coolest thing ever. Like it was amazing that to me, the coolest thing was, I mean, I love watching dogs work, like even like border collies hurting sheep or, you know, blue healers, uh, you know, getting cows herded up or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, German shepherds taking down a, a, an assailant or, you know, whatever it is, like just working dogs, I think are amazing. And then to watch, two different types of dogs. So like you have a cur hound, which is a tracking dog and they let him go and then they find the pig and then they run the pig until they corner the pig basically, or the pig gives up and says, all right, I'm not running anymore. I'm standing my ground here. Yeah. And then they surround him. (laughs) And then you come in with, we had a pit bull and we had a doggo Argentina and they had the big Kevlar leather vests on. Yeah. And, they let them, they let them go and they go in and basically grab the hog by the ears. They pull the, the head down and back and dude, I mean, this pit bull, that thing was only, I mean, I bet you maybe, maybe a hundred pound dog and the doggo Argentina was bigger. Maybe he was one fifteen. but dude, they, yeah, that was a, huge. That was I, the, the hog. I, the hog eye knife was 189 pounds. And dude, those dogs pulled that hog around like it was nothing. That's that awesome. hog didn't stand a chance. It was awesome, like incredible, and it was just so cool. Like the pit bull and the doggo Argentina, like 
I'm a big dude. For people who don't know, I'm I'm about six one. I'm two hundred and twenty five pounds. I'm decently built. I mean, I could I got some fat on me that I could lose, but whatever. But I'm strong. <laughs> and dude, this doggo Argentina was like trying to pull me across a field, and there was not much I could do. Like that's nuts. It, they're that strong until you, they have like a quick release on the on the leash, and you just hit it, and he just like a bullet, man. Just he was gone. But yeah, it was really cool. I got it with a steer, but that's cool. So we, I have not done something like that normally around here. Like I have a deer lease that's around here. Um, we actually don't have near as many hogs. Um, over the last couple of years, our population's gotten cut has been cut down quite a bit. The land that we are leasing that we hunt on is an active cattle ranch. So the cattle owner has this huge trap that he bought about two years ago. And it's this giant circle like gate fence thing and it raises it up and then it has cameras it will alert his phone and then he can drop it. The You bait it and then you can drop it whenever you want and it will drop those big, basically drop the pin down right around him. And you can catch like 40 hogs at a time. Like right. The thing is massive. So he's been using it and it's definitely made a difference. Um, gotcha. So we don't have like on our game cameras and stuff. We don't, we used to see like, you know, you'd see 15, 20 hogs, tons of babies. Now we'll see like three or four and a lot, half of them are boars just by themselves. So, right. which I guess is good for them. I mean, we still have hogs, but, uh, it cuts down a little bit. Have you shot or looked through the thermals? Did they have thermal rifles? No. So we, we didn't have thermal scopes on the rifles. We had green lights to turn on. Uh-huh. Um, but they did have, uh, like a, I think it was a Gen Four uh, night vision monocular. Uh huh. Yeah, dude, that thing was ridiculous. So like, it was insane. The dude that we have, uh, the guy that's owned the land, um, he does very well for himself, and he has a, um, I think he's got four rifles all have suppressors on them and then they have thermals, thermal scopes. And some of them aren't as nice. He has one though that is insane. Like you can see it'll be pitch pitch black out. I can put it on white hot or black hot. And man, I promise you I can see like the hair on your beard, like the individual hairs. Ooh. But that thermal costs $8,000. Wow. Uh-huh. So if, like I've been looking for a thermal and I was like, all right, I need, I've pushed it off for a couple of years. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to just go ahead and get a thermal. Cause it's really easy to hunt coyotes. That's the ideal time is at night. Hunting hogs is yep. at night. So for yep. most people that don't know that it's uh, hog hunting, generally speaking, coyotes, raccoon stuff, all that stuff is at night normally. And so having a thermal enables you, it's easier to find them and see them. Um, and you just, it picks up the body heat the night vision is really good. So these night vision scopes are good. The o- their only drawback is you usually can't see as far um, and you can't see them coming as well or as easily uh, or unless you spend a crazy amount of money. But for the most part, most night vision scopes are a little bit cheaper than most of the really, like a really good uh, night vision scope is usually less expensive than a really nice thermal. But yeah, both some of the night expensive. vision ones, some of the night vision ones I was looking at, I think they're a- ATD is what they are, ADT. I can't remember, but they were like forty five hundred bucks uh-huh. for a good night vision. And yeah. I'm like, eh. but I mean, green light for hey, like if you don't have money, like I don't, like the green light. I don't think awesome. Not a lot of people have like an extra five grand for a scope, um, yeah, or for a thermal because that's the thing about the thermal, man. It's like you kind of have to have like most of these dudes down here in Texas that get like they start doing it off. Like they have a hog gun because yeah. you're usually shooting something. You're not shooting far. So you don't right. need a big long, you don't need a super, you just need a heavy round. You don't need a big mm-hmm. fast one. So 300 blackouts, like the smallest, most people got, most guys go, you can shoot mm-hmm. five, five, six. You just got to hit it in the head. Um, it's, right. it's just easier to earn a easier to drop them that way. Um, 300 blackout. We'll do, uh, but like all these dudes, I mean, you, they put a thermal on it. They do all that. And you can't really, I mean, you're not using a thermal to hunt deer. Right. Um, so it's just, 
it's just kind of that gun. It's like the hog gun. So most people, that's the deal is like, I mean, so there was one out there that was like 800 bucks, seven, 800 bucks. He got it off of Amazon and he had two of them. And those are my buddy's thermals and they were not bad at all. Really? Like they were, yeah, man, you could, you couldn't see real far, but again, you don't need to see real far when you're hunting. Cause with well, the hog 90% of the time you're going to be, it's under a hundred yards. Right. Like, you're not shooting at 500 yards away at a, at a hog. Like you're usually baiting them. You're allowed to, you can bait them. You can call them. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, so dude, there, it's usually like 50, maybe 75 yards. Usually as long as the wind is, uh, in your favor, like you can walk right up on those things. Right. And shoot them. So, but for people who haven't done it, man, we took these dudes. So three of the guys we went out with have never shot. They've never shot an AR-15, and they've never shot like an animal. And it was, we got two of them to, got to shoot one hog. The whole first night, like right when we got there, this dude has like six or seven feeders. And on mm-hmm. all the feeders, he has cameras, trail cameras. And the trail cameras are the ones that text you the pictures. They send you alerts. So you basically, yeah. we just hang out inside the cabin little it's like a engineered home thing um right it's really nice dude his setup isn't very it's very nice you're not roughing it at all out there um sit there have drinking some beer ate some food just hanging out talking and basically just waiting for a notification so as soon as we get there we get one notification there's this big boar he wasn't huge he was only about 220 pounds i think is what he ended up being okay 215 um and we walk him out there and I mean, we had to give them like a, a class on the guns, all kinds of stuff. Cause they just weren't familiar. It's just not something they've grown up doing. So, but they were super pumped and then uh, they, they dropped that sucker and then we did not have anything else the rest of the weekend. No way, dude. We had so many on cameras the, during the week leading up to that weekend I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. Everybody's going to get a shoot a hog. It's going to be fun. It was still a ton of fun. Uh, we had one close call. They had seven pigs come into one. And as we were coming close to it, they either winded us, something happened, they spooked and took off. And we were probably, the way the trees were, there's a bunch of mesquite trees. So it's real thick brush. You can't, we couldn't see them. But we were probably about 100 yards away. We were kind of making the turn around to where we could actually see them and have a shot on them and they just took off i don't know i mean i were they had to have smelled there was very little wind but it must have been something just carried our scent just well enough and they got it because that's one thing man they can they can't see great but they can hear really well and they can smell amazing yep so and they're very smart which most people don't realize those those little bastards are smart so I've only gone hog hunting once and I want to go again. I've got a buddy of mine who I met when I was in the oil field. He's a company man or was a company man down in Texas. And I guess he's got a, he's got a very big ranch mm-hmm. and he flies it every year to count his whitetail population. Yep. And he wants to go elk hunting. Yeah. And so I told him, cause I told him I've always wanted to shoot hogs from a helicopter and mm-hmm. he told me if he draws up here and he and he gets a bull with his bow, he will take me up in the helicopter and we'll go shoot hogs. Yeah. And so so he should draw this year. <laughs> so I pressure's on for me to uh to get him a bull elk <laughs> so that I can go fly around in a helicopter and shoot hogs all day long, which I think would be amazing. I have never done it. I've, I know some guys who've done it. Um we've looked into it randomly. Um, if you get enough people, it really isn't cause you got to pay for gas. And when you're hiring someone, you got to pay for gas and stuff. It's those, those birds are so small. You're, it really isn't that much money. If you can get enough guys to go and do it all together. Right. Um, like we well, found one that was like two fifty a person and that was for like four or five hours, four hours of shooting. Oh wow! But you had to have like to get to two fifty. I think we had to have at least eight guys going. So oh, wow. it wasn't just like, yeah, I mean, it's not cheap, but if you get enough people to do it, it's not terrible where you're like, okay, well, I can, I can do that. That's a, that's a cool experience. Um, yeah. 
No, I mean, I get to do it for free. That's why, like, that's the only reason I get to do it. But, uh, and I say for free, but I've got to put in the work to get this guy a. Yeah, you're uh, going to have to earn it for sure. Yeah. So, but I think it'll be awesome because he already has the gun that has the, I think it's an AR. It's a full auto AR uh-huh. with uh, the catch, uh, the brass catcher on it. So. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty stoked, and he said too, like they use shotguns. They'll get close enough to use shotguns, oh, yeah. big slugs, and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I'm, he said they. He's like, yeah, you can shoot hogs as long as I get to count my deer. And I'm like, all right, I'm down, whatever. So, yeah, that would be that'd be a lot of fun, man. I feel like everybody. I'm not. I like I've gone a few times, and then we've gone just kind of like, but not put a lot of effort into it. So I've gone a few times where I have put effort and then I've gone a lot more than that. Just basically driving around my deer lease, um, which is a, a very unlikely way of running into um, pigs because they can't hear a freaking car. So they will just leave. Um, I have run on them up on them a couple of times and gotten to run out and like shoot one. But usually it's just driving around. If like we get, to, if we see one, we see one, but normally we don't. Um, but man, it is, there's something about it that is a lot of fun. And the fact that you can hunt all year round, there's no, um, there's no season. There's no limit. Exactly. There's, there's no nothing. So it's just, you can, you can call them in with like mechanically, like, um, what is that? Like recordings. You yep. can try that. You can do, you can bait them. You can do pretty much anything you want to these freaking trap them. You can do whatever. And it is, it's a ton of fun. Have you ever eaten one? Yeah, we had, we had, uh, when we killed those hogs. So I, I killed the first night we were there. We went out with guns and I shot one of my 308. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a 200 pound boar. And my buddy who was at a different stand shot. I think he got six that night with Jeez. his AR Nice. But basically what happened was uh, a bunch of sows and piglets came in Mm -hmm. and he just opened up. Like he dumped a whole 30 round. (laughs) And got so awesome. I don't know how many he hit, but we got six. And so uh, a couple of the piglets, we had some baby back ribs and dude, they are, man, it was so good. Yeah, that's the thing. So I've had. I've had some, not one that I've killed. I've always been told to kill, to not eat. You should not eat the giant ones. Yeah. And unless, like, I guess some people have said, like, the back straps are still fine, but then everything else should just kind of let it go and be super right. gamey. But those piglets or something that's under 100 pounds, um, I've heard they're amazing. I've never harvested any of the ones I've killed, but usually there's only a few that I've killed that were huge. i got to send you. I'll see if I can find this picture. We shot one. We were deer hunting and was probably last season, last deer season, maybe the year before. And, uh, Steven was with me and he was like, let's just shoot. Let's shoot. I was like, man, there's something at the deer feeder. He comes in and it's this big giant boar. And I'm like, it's a, it's a pig. And he's like, shoot it. I was like, well, yeah. if, we, if I shoot it, like, I don't know when we can come back out here and, we're, and it's going to be laying down by the feeder. Like, we're going to have to, it's, our hunt's over, man. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, kill it anyway. Like, <laughs> Are you sure? You're positive. You you don't, you, it's not going to, you don't care. He's like, yeah, no, you should shoot it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. So, man, I'll send you this picture and I'll put it on uh, Instagram it, he it, it's a little it looks a little bigger because of he's so small and he's standing like we're behind it. It was two mm-hmm. years ago, but he it was it was a good one for sure. It was a big one. Yeah, I've, I've watched some of those documentaries. I don't know documentaries, but like those hog hunting shows. Like, dude, there's some monstrosities that get killed, man. Oh yeah, like in Georgia and Arkansas and like deep south, like four, five, six, was there like a seven or an 800 pound pig killed? Like these things are huge, dude. So when we always in station in Georgia, that was, uh, at Fort Stewart because people don't really, they can't, um, you have to like get a tag to hunt like on a military base. Right. Surprise. You can't just walk out there. 
So, so they're very, very rarely are they hunted. And Fort Stewart is giant. I think it's the second largest military base square mile wise, other than Fort Hood in Texas. Gotcha. So it's one of the, it's the top three for sure. So it is just huge. It's just wood. So it's just tons and tons and tons of acres of, of forest. And in our safety brief for land nav, they were like, really, they're like, you know, there's snakes and blah, blah, blah. They're like, really the biggest thing you need to worry about at night in night land nav is a hog. If mm-hmm. it's a mom, if it's like a mom hog, basically, or, uh, cause the boars probably don't care. And they're like, but they can get up to 600 pounds. Like one Dang. was killed in Fort Stewart. It was like 650. Dang, like, that's dude. A, that's a car. <laughs> Right? I can't imagine like how big some of these hogs that I've seen and they're probably like 250 and I'm like man that's a pretty big pig I cannot imagine something twice that size and then like to me because I, like I shot mine with 308 right and I've killed I mean I have a 300 short mag that I hunt with and like I've taken down elk with it mm-hmm. and you know that's a big animal yep. an elk is an elk is an eight like a big a big this is what's crazy is like a big bull elk is like 800, 900 pounds. And so you're basically killing a large elk and it's only standing maybe four feet tall. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's it's a flipping bowling ball. God, they're, like, they're big. But like when I went down to Arkansas, I had bought my 4570 and I was going to use that, but I couldn't get it sighted in. Long story, anyway. I was going to use the 4570 just because, you know, it's a, 350 grain mm-hmm. yeah chip hateful bullet you know it you're it 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 gives a thump and you receive a thump when you shoot that gun like you feel it as well yeah but yeah i, I wanted to use that 4570 but i couldn't get it sighted in and the 308 was golden so i mean 308 is a great round anyway so yeah, so I sent you those pictures of Steven. So <clears throat> in the hog, um, the so I've been looking at them, and I was looking at scopes, and I uh, looking at thermals, and I was doing some research. So I found like a uh, it was just yeah, like a buddy. top ten, like top ten reviewed oh. scopes or top ten scopes of twenty twenty two, and blah blah blah. And so I'm like reading these things, and I'm reading this deal, and I finally get to the end of it. I'm like, man, all these sound really crazy. And there's all this stuff that I have no idea what it's talking about. And it is, uh, <laughs> the cheapest one was 10 grand. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, God dang it. So I had to go find some different thermals. Um, none of it. One of them was like $18,000. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, might as well sign up for that. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, do, if I can, can I finance it for five years? Because <laughs> like a damn car can, payment. Can we get a payment plan going here? My God, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get any of those. Um, but I did just purchase. Well, I haven't actually purchased it yet because I haven't. Money has not exchanged hands. But the guy that owns that land, he had a. I shot it last year. I actually had a good shot. It was. I had to like act like I did it on purpose. Right, right, so right. The dude that took me out there is a marine, and I'm in the army. And it's the first time I've like ever gone out and like shot in front of him, you know, and there's, there's, we're kind of making fun of each other back and forth and blah, blah, blah. Well, right. imagine if I had gone, geez, you wouldn't have been able to allow to shoot the gun. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you sit in the chair. Like you're good at, we'll get you a laptop. Um, but we, so we come up on this hunt on this, uh, this feeder. And of course it's pitch black and I have no idea where, where anything is out there. And he's like, okay. So he walks me down to it. He's like, all right, we're going to be really close because basically by the time we turn this corner, they're going to be like 30, maybe 40 yards away. No, they weren't even 40. It was like 30, 20, 20 to 30. They were right there. Like you could hear them. And I was like, okay. And so he walks me, kind of guides me to where we're supposed to be going. It was dark as shit out there too. So I had this gun as a 308. It's basically an AR-15, 308 AR-10, caliber. Right? AR-10, yeah. 308 caliber so i'm like okay cool and uh i i kind of just pie around this big giant bush so i could get a good shot get a clear shot and i could tell that there was more than one but when you're looking through the thermal it was like on i don't like it when it's on like the orange or red colors 
right it wasn't mine and it like it that that's the setting so i look at it and i'm like i'm pretty i know there's at least two here but i couldn't exactly tell where i could see where one head is but i couldn't see where the other one was at on the other side of him so i'm like whatever i'm just gonna shoot this one so i shoot him and immediately both hogs drop oh very cool and so it went through one of the heads and straight into the other head like the heads were lined up perfectly and the dude looks at me and he was like did you do that on purpose? I was like, yeah, yeah, I knew I would. I knew I'd get both of them with one shot. And he's absolutely. like, you're full of shit. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. I had no idea. I just shot. I just saw the one head <laughs> went right for that one. Just happened to be another head right behind it. He's <laughs> like, and he's like, man, I've always, I've keep trying. I've, I've, I've always wanted to get two kills with one shot and, uh, just never have. And I was like, well, that's cause you're a Marine Corps. So, that's sorry, right. but, uh, that gun that I shot when we were there last time was sitting there and didn't have a suppressor on it. It still has the thermal on it. And, um, it's a Daniel defense rifle. It's a very nice rifle. Well, I was like, why is there no can on it anymore? And stuff. he's like, Oh, they never use it. It's too heavy. He has like high school kids or I think two daughters. I don't know, but nobody ever likes using it. It's, I mean, it's not that heavy, but they're just like compared to the other guns they have. It's just too heavy. They don't like it. So they just don't use it. I was like, no. Oh, and he's like, he told me, he's like, dude, that's the gun that my friend wants to sell. And I was like, really? How, like how much? So it took like, I just found out yesterday, um, basically for the price of this and it's for the scope and it is not a crazy amount for the scope for the thermal he is willing to sell me both the thermal and just keep the thermal on it and the gun for the price of the thermal. Oh, very cool. And it is a, it's an awesome deal. So it's, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. So I have, I mean, it hasn't actually happened yet. I got a little bit of time, but word of mouth. We've, 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 it's 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 already done. I've claimed it. So hopefully it happens, but uh, then I will finally have a scope and, we have uh, the next venture I need to learn about and figure out is how to kill and hunt coyotes better because although our hog problem is not as bad, at least we have a massive coyote problem. Well, I can say this. So I've hunted coyotes out here in the West and you can like, you can only hunt them at night if it's on private property. If you're hunting them on BLM or national forest, it has to be during the day. Interesting. And, uh, a lot of it is uh, calling, and mm-hmm. in certain places you can't use um, audio, so you can't use like Fox Pros. You have to do it all by mouth. Um, no, we can and, use Fox Pro, and we can't. And this is private land, so and we can shoot right. them at night. But that's a, that's interesting that you can't. There's so many different, or that you couldn't in public land. Now, now they are shoot on site. There is no season, so you can shoot them whenever. I've got a picture of a, a coyote I killed. Was it last year? I was just driving up to my mom and dad's house, and he was sitting right off the side of the road and actually crossed in front of me, slammed on the brakes, had my 308 in the truck, leaned out the window and shot him. Nice. And uh, dumped him right where he stood. And as I did it, here came a truck down the dirt road that, where I shot him. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm about to get my ass chewed by the rancher or something. It turned out to be two people I knew. And uh, the lady was like, did you kill that coyote? And I said, yeah. And she goes, I've been trying to kill that fucker for all summer. You've been eating my chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it was pretty cool, but yeah, I've only killed a couple coyotes in my time. Like I've, I've had opportunities like when I was elk hunting or something, but I just let them go because I'd rather shoot an elk. Right. right. I don't want to blow my, I've had like packs, like 13 come through a meadow that you're sitting on and you're sitting there with your ot six or whatever. And you're like, man, I could dust a couple, but I know as soon as I pull that trigger, I'm going to spook a, you know, spook a bull or a cow out and then I'm screwed. And right. so, but yeah, uh, kind of like, it's fun. I know guys get really into it and, uh, <laughs> and using those thermals and stuff dude. that. That's like a game changer at night. I've spotlighted on private land for like jackrabbits. That's mm-hmm. a blast, but they like hurt up. And <clears throat> yeah. That would be fun. Just drink a whole bunch of beer and dr- right. cruise around farmland and, watch out for irrigation ditches and but yeah they you shoot them in the winter they're all white and they like they come out on these alfalfa fields 
And I'm not kidding you, dude. It's like a herd of them, and they're big. You can see them. I use my 22-250. That's my varmint gun. That's my... That's oh, my yeah, I remember I mean, that it's, gun. A twenty two two fifty. I remember that gun. Yeah, I shot it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember Renee's shot on the Prairie Dog? Oh, yeah, and it just exploded. Yeah, and its head shot up like 30 feet in the air. Yeah, yeah, because that round's traveling at like 4,000 feet per second. It was a great shot. Yeah. It was awesome. And, and that twenty two two fifty. if God had a gun, it would be a twenty two two fifty. Like, Yeah, that's, that's a sweet gun. I love it. And people, you know, people like... I was, I was reading an article and they're talking about like the, the new six, eight Western and the six, five Creedmoor and the, uh, the new like seven MM PRCs and all these new rounds that are coming out. And, and basically, you know, they're better than the odd six better than the short mags. It's better than this and blah, 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 blah. And someone made a very good point. And they said, if gun manufacturers only made, you know, the 3030, the 4570, the 30 six, the 300, like if they only made those guns, they'd stop selling guns because eventually yeah. everybody would have bought every caliber and that's it. So they got to keep coming out with different calibers. So people keep buying different guns, which made, made a lot of sense. But I think the 22, 250, like in my, like if you had to give me like you had two guns and that's all you could have, I'd probably have my 300 short mag and a 22, 250 and that's it. Yeah. Because that, it's 4,000 feet per second ain't fucking around, man. Like, it, it will, that will go through body armor as fast as that thing is flying. Like, yeah, no, it's that's, impressive. I like it. I like, uh, I like, I've shot yours. I think yours is really the only one I've shot. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure it's the, it is. And then I like that a lot. Um, I have a 6.5 Creedmoor, but it's because I got it kind of like on a trade. Right. I don't have anything against the round. I mean, it's, no. it is what it is. I don't think there's anything fancy but you're right i don't know that well there's i think there's definitely <clears throat> some advantages or things that you like about certain rounds like like the 300 blackout like that 300 blackout round is it's a cool round it's a slow round so it's nothing mm -hmm. it's a big heavy piece of metal but it, it's not going to go very fast and it's not going to go very far no but man it's perfect for something like hog hunting something that you're going to be close quarters with something i mean it'll definitely packs enough of a punch but if you go out past a hundred yards, it's probably going to just like bounce off of you and leave you a really bad bruise. Cause that sucker's going to, it's just, it's such a slow round. Yeah. But I don't know. I've got a buddy that's, uh, we went to high school with, he's a year older. I think he's going to come out to the lease and he's really into the, um, coyote. So he's going to show us the ropes a little bit, teach us a thing or two. And, uh, but yeah, man, I think hog hunting, it, it kind of gets under your skin. It's, it's pretty fun. And I think some of the allure is that you, because you can't, you got to go get it and, um, well, you can sit too, but then it's just year round. Like it's, it's, it's not like a certain season. You can walk around in the summer at night and it's nice weather, whatever. And you can just go smack them. Uh, we did get to the end of our little fun trip and all the guys are like, so what do we have? What do we, what do we need? What is this gun? And then I'm like, guys, we cannot everyone can't go home and spend like thousands of dollars on guns and thermals because the wives are never going to let us go do this again. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, when we went to, when we went to Arkansas on the way back, I was looking at thermal and night vision and oh. looking at like all sorts of different shit. And Brie was like, absolutely not. Yeah. She's like, you've you, got to stop. And she's like, you, we killed hogs. We had, opportunity to kill more hogs so why do you want to buy that when you what we have absolutely works and i'm like but it would be so much cooler if we had this oh <laughs> man it is it is it gets yeah no it's fun it's fun and it when you do it you're just like man i need this i need a thermal i need yeah. the thing that i didn't understand which is really nice is the suppressors that's the last point i'll make oh, when yeah. we can get going did you realize that the suppressor, I mean, it's nice. Um, I prefer to call them silencers because that pisses people off. So right. did you know that obviously the ear thing, like it doesn't, you don't have to wear ear pro 99% of the time and that's convenient. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize is that the reason most guys use it for hogs is they can't figure out exactly where it does. It does something to the sound and they can't figure out exactly where the bullet came from or the shot came from. Really? 
Yeah. So if, and I've seen it, like I watched a dude, he, he's the one that told me about it. I took him to the deer lease. He had a thermal and um, a silencer. And then we had this big field. There's probably like 10 hogs in it and they're all kind of spread out. When normally, like if I, if you shoot one, you don't have it suppressed, you shoot one and they know exactly where that sound came from and they freaking bolt. So you're just trying to get one good shot and maybe get lucky on like a runner. Right. Right. But he, dude, he shot one and they all hear sound. They freaks them out. They, they, but they only ran like 20, 30 yards and stopped. Really? And then just started kind of like looking around. Yes. Yeah, oh, because they have no idea. They don't know where it came from, but they hear it. So they just, but then they stop. Dude, we killed four pigs in that field. And every time he would shoot one and then like they would run away from that one because it's squealing or making noise and it would only go like 30, 40, 50 yards, stop and just kind of like look around. <laughs> like they didn't just take off. They would, they just kind of, it's like it just completely confuses the, confuses them and uh, you're able to shoot more. And so I was like, man, I did not know that. Now I That's need a cool, suppressor. <laughs> right now, now you need it. And they're, they're not cheap. God, no. Uh, they're a thousand, you know, a thousand dollars for a good one, and then you got to get the tax stamp for it. Yep. And then you're basically registering the gun that you're putting it on, so the government knows you got it. Uh, so. I mean, you at least have to register the the can, but yeah, there's some things with the Texas stuff coming, but I don't. I mean, it already passed, but everybody's saying it's still just you're still pushing your luck, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are cool. And I, I, man, I'm watching it. I just had no idea. I had no idea. That's why like all these dudes were using suppress. I thought it was just, just, just out of like convenience and you just didn't have to wear ear pro. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And once I saw that, man, I was like, that is, that's, in- that's impressive. That's cool. Right. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Well, we should probably cut this one off. That way people will actually tune in for the next one instead of getting bored listening to this talk. So I indeed, sir. Indeed. Um, have a good time. Uh, next episode, we should be uh, reviewing and talking about our Patagonia trip because right now, while you're listening to this, we are in Patagonia because we are badasses. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all take care now. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Bye.